0: Welcome to the Melissa Rx Scripts Podcast, the show that brings you lively conversations with leaders, colleagues, and friends in healthcare, pharmacy, and beyond.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining me for the Melissa Rx Scripts Podcast. I'm Melissa Muir Corrigan, and I'll be your host. This is episode 41 of the Melissa RxCripps podcast, and thanks for listening. We're recording this episode during pharmacist month when we celebrate pharmacists' contributions to healthcare and helping people achieve optimal health outcomes. And today on Pharmacy Technician Day, we recognize the invaluable contributions made by pharmacy technicians to patient safety, health, and as members of the pharmacy team. Thank you. Well, now on today's podcast, I'll be talking with certified pharmacy technician, Sarah Dreyer, and a pharmacist colleague, Kelly Kent. Kelly, Sarah and I are going to be discussing many things, including evolving pharmacy technician roles and pharmacy practice innovation. I'll give you a bit of an introduction to Sarah and Kelly, and then also let them tell you about their background and adventures in life. Kelly Kent is a University of Iowa College of Pharmacy alumna and a co-owner at Towncrest Pharmacy. I look forward to hearing more about that one. Sarah Dreyer, also an Iowa alum, is a certified pharmacy technician and 2021 APHA Immunization Champion National Winner in the Pharmacist Team Member Category. Kelly and Sarah, thank you for being here with me today. Before we get started, maybe you can talk a little bit about your career and pharmacy experiences, where you grew up, about your family and life in Iowa and the Midwest. Thank you,
0: Melissa. So I am born and raised in Iowa, South Central Iowa, in a small town, Sheraton. Actually, I am the oldest. I have two younger brothers, which always made it interesting growing up, being the oldest, being a trailblazer, I guess you could say. I was probably one of those rare folks that knew early on I was going to go to pharmacy school and I was going to be a pharmacist. And it just so happened, the University of Iowa, I was a very much a Hawkeye. So That wasn't too far away and got into pharmacy school there and went to school there and had a great experience. I think, you know, you get to your last year of pharmacy school and you get the opportunity to to do some rotations. And I just felt very fortunate. I had so many amazing rotations, but being out at APHA for five weeks out there and living in DC was really such an amazing experience because it truly opened my eyes to pharmacy on a national level. I had grown up in Iowa. I had gone to school at the University of Iowa College of Pharmacy. I had no idea that people on the East Coast knew who my professors were, knew who my mentors were. And to hear just about all the amazing things that Iowa was being recognized for was was really cool experience. While I was out there, I had received word that my interview had gone well for a residency, and I did my community pharmacy residency at Maine at Locust Pharmacy. And that was actually with Randy McDonough. At that time, he was still faculty at the College of Pharmacy and working with Lisa Plain at Maine at Locust. So that was where I had done my residency. And that was in 2004 that I finished that, got married right after school. And then we started having our family. We have two kids now who keep us very busy with all their activities. They're 13 and 15 and in 8th and 10th grade. And it's just very fun being a mom and experiencing life through their eyes and with everything that they're involved with. And they each have different interests and that just keeps me learning lots of new things too. From a career path, after my residency, I had a couple of different experiences, all with independent pharmacy, kind of in the Iowa City area. And um, it was about 2013 that Randy and I connected again. And at that time, I was kind of exploring the idea about starting my own independent pharmacy. And at that time, he had an opening at Towncrest Pharmacy. And we had a very informal interview, if you will, where I came in and talked with him and Mike Denninger, my other business partner. And I started working there in May of 2014. And I've been there since. Thank you. That is so cool. Sarah, what about you? Yeah, so I grew up in northern Illinois, a small
2: town called Lindenhurst, about 10 minutes from the Wisconsin border and 10 minutes the other way from Grinney Mills, so it's Six Flags Great America. I came to Iowa for college. I went to the University of Iowa for, I have a Bachelor of Science in Health and Human Physiology with the intention of going on to Physician's Assistant School. However, that didn't plan out the way that I had hoped. I had always worked through high school and college, and I kind of psyched myself out on GPAs and actually being able to get into PA school. So that kind of went off the wayside. But during that process, I started working for a group home agency called Systems Unlimited. And that was with intention to use those hours as direct patient contact hours, which is required for PA school. So I ended up graduating with my degree and continued working with Systems Unlimited for, I think it was about seven years total. But before I quit <laughs> had at Systems Unlimited, Towncrest Pharmacy is the main pharmacy that does the med packaging for the group homes in the area of Iowa City. So I was familiar with people there, I would go in and pick up refills and talk with pharmacists there about needs for my clients and everything. And one day I got an email from one of the pharmacists there asking me to come in because Randy, one of the owners had a question for me. And at that point, I was kind of shaking in my boots because I was like, oh gosh, what did I do so wrong that The owner of the pharmacy needs to call me in for an in-person meeting because that's all the email said was just stop in sometime. We have a question for you. So basically that same day, since I was so nervous about it, I stopped in the pharmacy and one of the other pharmacists, Kelly, there's two of them, told me to go ahead and go upstairs and talk to Randy. And I was, I think, dressed in like leggings and a t-shirt or something like that. (laughs) Nothing fancy at all. And I went up and sat down with Randy, like my heart's beating and he just like hands me a piece of paper and says, okay, so the position would be this, you would work these hours and we would want you in this area. And I had, I had to stop him and say, um, Rand- Randy, I'm sorry, but I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> like what, <laughs> what is going on right now? <laughs> and he's like, oh, oh, they didn't tell you. Uh, we have a position open for a pharmacy technician and we want you to apply for it. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that was basically the first step towards pharmacy that had ever even crossed my mind. And after a few days of thinking and having a, a better interview than that one, I decided to go ahead and switch to becoming a pharmacy technician. I still worked for Systems Unlimited part-time hours for multiple years after that. But ever since then, that was August of 2017. So I've been at Towncrest for four years now.
1: And I love every minute of it. (laughs) So interesting in talking with both of you, how pharmacy is such a small world. And Kelly, when you were reflecting about heading east and going to APHA for your internship, I was there at that time. So you and I were, we crossed in the halls, I'm sure. Were you in um,
0: the government affairs, the policy group? I was. So I split my time between uh, with Susan Winkler and with yeah. Amherst. And I know I came down and visited with you about what the work you were doing with the certification program.
1: Yeah. I I, I do remember that because as you were talking, like, <laughs> I bet she was with Susan. And and then it's so interesting too, when you mentioned about Maine and Locusts and your residency time, because Lisa Plone served on PTCB certification council, which that was such a cool thing. And then I ended up reconnecting with her back in Iowa. She is a Drake Weaver medalist a few years ago, which was great. And then Randy and I have worked together because I, I know Towncrest did a couple, they've done a couple different presentations talking about the roles of pharmacy technicians for the pharmacy technician certification board over the years. So We'll dig deeper in that, but it's just fascinating. And Sarah, when you were talking about where you grew up, you know, as an Illinois gal myself, I do have to give a shout out to back in the day when we were younger, we called it Great America, but I think it's Gurney Mills now that the the big or Saint is it Six Flags? I, I know it's changed. It, yeah, it's it's Six Flags Great America. I mean, all in one name called. Yeah, six Six Flags <laughs> Great America. But I remember when that opened and then how many times we went there as kids and had class trips or it was a place that you always talk to your parents. Could we go at least, you know? once a year or every couple of years. So that's fun. And, you know, when we started, I talked about that today, October 19th is National Pharmacy Technician Day. And thank you, Sarah, for talking about your path to get to Towncrest, because I think that just reinforces too that in healthcare and in pharmacy, and for sure for pharmacy technicians, you know, it's not always like a linear path or someone knows like today I'm going to become a pharmacy technician, but you had this connection and you were in the right place at the right time. And you know, they clearly, Randy and team valued your work. I love hearing your story though, about stopping by in your casual dress, just thinking that you're, you know, getting some information or whatever. So that's kind of a funny story, but I'm hoping that our listeners in our community will reflect on someone out there that you can mentor, or, you know, that you might want to try to bring along to consider working with you in pharmacy. Cause we know there's just, you know, so many opportunities and and so many interesting things.
0: We knew that Sarah was hardworking and she was so kind. She was so attentive to uh, the clients that she was working with. And those are traits that you always, you can't teach that. And we just have such admiration for her and just thought she'd be great on this team. We know we could use those, those traits. But don't
2: make me blush, Kelly.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, that's so neat. And I, you know, I, I think you're right, Kelly, that those kind of traits they're so essential. And, you know, I think that's a nice segue into talking is, as we were getting ready to record today, we talked a little bit about how things had gone earlier in your days and how it's been so busy. And, you know, we know that change and disruption have been big themes in 2020 and 2021. And, you know, this fall we're in flu season. We still have COVID vaccines being administered, boosters, testing, all kinds of things. And we also see that, it's tough right now, and that healthcare workers are dealing with difficult circumstances. So Kelly, tell me a little bit more about how you've navigated that and how things have been going for the TownCrest team.
0: Well, every day is a new adventure. We're learning that. You know, I, I kind of joke that I became an owner in October of 2019, and by March, we had the pandemic. So I, I kind of say, gosh, Randy, I thought you told me this would be fun. I thought we'd have fun. <laughs> when, when does the fun start? <laughs> For us, it's just been adapting to whatever the needs of our patients have been and our staff have been. You know, we had to come up with policies immediately about keeping our staff safe and what does that look like and what are our requirements if someone is sick and how are they feeling and what will happen if somebody tests positive. And then, you know, for a period of time, we closed our lobby. We didn't have anybody come in, so it was all curbside. Our home deliveries went from 30 a day to 100 a day, just overnight. And so it was finding new employees. And thankfully, you know, we have a couple of older employees and we put them on paid leave or ask them to work from home. And we were able to get some college students that were niece and nephew of one of my business partners that were unable. They had to go to school remotely. And so we hired them to be part-time delivery drivers for us. So we made that adjustment. And then we opened our doors again and had some plexiglass installed to just make sure we had a barrier between our patients and ourselves. I think last May, June of 2020, when we started doing uh, COVID testing, and that was through the HealthMart program, we started doing PCR testing and sending that away. We were one of the first sites in the country that was offering that. From there, we evolved into rapid antigen testing. Most recently, we've added in rapid PCR testing. So we've just kind of continued to make sure that we're able to offer whatever we can, whatever services we can to our patients. I think one of the things that we're most proud of is early on in the pandemic, Randy had reached out to our local EMA and just started the conversation. Like, what are we doing locally? Just to make sure that everybody understood we were learning from what the university was doing with their protocols, and they were learning from us with how we were still managing to get medications to people and still perform our CMRs via telehealth. So we were continuing to evolve with that. And when the conversation started to involve vaccinations, uh, we knew that we wanted to be a part of the solution for Johnson County and be able to offer that. And so we're very proud that we were able to offer that. Early on, you know, we were one of the very first pharmacies that was vaccinating those frontline healthcare workers in late December. And we made the decision last fall, as soon as the emergency act was passed, that gave us the authority to give our pharmacy technicians to allow them to become certified. And we made that decision late October, early November. I said, any of our full-time technicians that want to get trained to do vaccinations, let's do it. And Sarah was a leader with that from day one. She was very excited. I mean, I remember talking to you, you were so excited to do it. You wanted to do it. Yeah. So, so that was really great for us to just have, for us, it meant five of our tacticians were now trained to offer immunizations. And so that just, that helped so much over 2021, when we've done very large thousand person clinics to, we have 90 appointments scheduled in the pharmacy. I mean, we needed all hands on deck, and so we've counted on all of our technicians to assist with that. And certainly, Sarah is just a, an amazing example of taking a leadership role and and being excited to take on new roles and just run with it. So, we're very proud of her. Thank you.
1: <laughs> well, Kelly, I appreciate that you describe kind of the long view of that, and also just the dynamics and the change that's happened, you know, where you get kind of something in place and then it clicks and it changes again. And I was so proud to see through social media when Randy was talking about that he was part of an emergency response team and, you know, pharmacists were at the table in the discussions. I think that has been very important from a public health standpoint, from an access standpoint for our patients. So, you know, again, thank you for sharing those reflections and talking about what it's been like and that the role of pharmacists and, and pharmacy technicians and student pharmacists throughout this continues to evolve and be so essential in serving our patients. It's just a really, really neat thing. And then describing too that with the emergency orders, the pharmacy technicians being able to immunize and you had the number of people that you know came through and, and became certified to do so. And Sarah, I just want to shift a little bit because I am, was so looking forward to today's conversation. And I have to tell you, you know, this past March, we weren't able to gather together for APHA, you know, it was virtual again, people remember that. But I remember kind of seeing things that were happening and different announcements. And when I saw the announcement that came out about the immunization champions, I was excited because, you know, of course I was so grateful for all of you who have been working frontline and have been serving our patients and providing immunizations. But when I saw your name, Sarah, and heard, that a certified technician had been recognized, you know, as an immunization champion and as a, as a team member. And then when I heard that you were local, you know, from Iowa city and with Towncrest, like my heart was just bursting. And, you know, back to my days with PTCB, this is really what we envisioned, you know, was having certified technicians be able to do things that would just make a difference to help transform pharmacy practice. So you can't see me smiling, but I'm smiling a lot, you know, that that you were recognized and that that happened. And so, you know, tell me a little bit more, share with our listeners about your role in providing immunizations and maybe some examples of teamwork and collaboration that you've had within the TownCrest team throughout this process. And again, congratulations.
2: Thank you very much. I mean, it starts out with how Kelly said it. I was just excited to be able to help was something that was so important at the time and still is. And I'm, I love learning new things. I love being able to help and taking a load off other people. So it was just right up my alley on something that I could learn to do, even though giving someone a vaccine can be kind of intimidating the first time or two, but then once you get into it, it's, Like, why wasn't I doing this in the first place? So it's just been so rewarding for me to be able to advance my career in in that aspect, as well as help out all of the pharmacists around me. And I know that everyone's busy and I have to give a lot of thanks to Randy because with all of his popularity and his drive to get word out there to people on like use your technicians use them use them Sarah talk to this person tell them what you're doing like he he definitely got my name out there for me and all I had to do was talk about what I was doing. It's not like I had to prepare these statements or do anything difficult in order to tell my story. I just had to have someone like Randy (laughs) there to push my name around. So I think that a lot of technicians maybe didn't have that opportunity things like Randy gave me, but also were just not confident enough or even offered the chance to become immunization certified. So I wanted to talk about it and tell people that it's easy to to pick up this slack for a pharmacist when they could be doing other things that more clinical aspects of of the pharmacy world while I go give this vaccine. Everyone knows it it was busy. It took a little while to get into a good groove, but at Towncrest, I was thankful that um, I work in more in the long-term care area of the pharmacy where we do med packaging and uh, we have less foot traffic and uh, day-to-day like calls and stuff like that. So it was easier for our typical retail pharmacy to call down and say, Hey, we have five vaccines to give and only three people up here. Can you come up and help? And that happened quite a bit and it was easy for me to go up and review the sheet, give the correct vaccine and pass that along to the pharmacist or the technician to be billed. So it just definitely made workflow in our retail pharmacy where it was still busy. People still need their prescriptions and to take kind of a load off of them in order to keep things running smoothly. I just want to encourage every technician to become immunization certified because the whole process, it didn't take that long. And honestly, once you give a vaccine a few times, it's like writing your name. (laughs) It's not difficult. And I was just so happy to
1: help. (laughs) Well, I just, I appreciate that you shared kind of the process that you went through and then that you also encouraged others to go for it. And I think Randy's focus on getting you out there and sharing your story. And I seem to remember you were on CNBC, weren't you? You you did like a national interview too, right? Through this process? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, that's just great for pharmacy. It's great for pharmacists. It's great for pharmacy technicians. And it just reinforces to the millions of patients that we serve across the country, the critical access that the pharmacies and pharmacists and technicians provide for our patients. And so, you know, I, I think that's really neat that you were able to do that and that, you know, you, you had the courage too to step up and to go through the process. And even if you were a little scared or intimidated, you know, to kind of work through it and also sorting out workflow. I mean, I think the example you gave is a good one just so people can understand, kind of figure it out as you go along. And I'm sure you guys have so many things in place that you didn't when you first started because you've learned so much along the way, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah. And it's all about teamwork. <laughs> we all, t- we have to do our own part and, and work as one because that's how it
1: goes smoothly. Yeah, that is really great. Well, you know, when I started, I talked about that in October, it's American Pharmacist Month and Kelly it's also though we celebrate Women Pharmacist Day. And you know you've achieved a milestone becoming a pharmacy co-owner with Towncrest. So let's talk a little bit more about your journey and what insights would you share with others who are exploring or thinking about a career in pharmacy ownership.
0: Yeah, I love it. Women Pharmacist Day and I think it's awesome to celebrate women in any career but I think it's awesome just to celebrate all of us that are multitasking and (laughs) trying to take care of our families and have a career. And so to have a day that's specifically for women and pharmacists is awesome. That's great. So I, as I mentioned about 2013, I was really, really thinking about uh, opening my own place. And so I had done quite a bit of research. I actually had a spot picked out. I'd gone to the bank. I had a business plan all done. And if you recall, 2013 was a really tough year in pharmacy. We saw cuts from the PBM like no other. And I had a very just long heart to heart with Randy one day because he was still a mentor for me, just about the timing of it. And it just wasn't the right time to be doing that. And so all right. So I said, but I'm, I need a change. I'm ready for something different. And that's when he had this opening at Towncrest. And at that time I took the position and then I was kind of just took a step back. I wasn't quite sure, kind of was a little a little scared after 2013 and had taken a step back and decided, all right, now it's not the right time to, to look at ownership. And then in early 2019, so I started with him and I started at Towncrest in May of 2014. And then about five years later, I said, all right, I'm ready. It's time. And I think he gave me one of the the greatest compliments that he's ever given me. And that was, why wouldn't I want you to be my business partner? You already treat this like it's your own. And that's a good good one. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just made me feel good that I I think as women, sometimes we we're not always quick to pat ourselves on the back and just take a step back and realize that we're doing a, a good job. We're just focused on helping everyone else else along. And so it was just awesome just to have him recognize and to see how hard that I was working and I did treat it like my own. And so we made it official in October of 2019. And since then it's been a roller coaster, but I wouldn't, I have zero regrets. I think some of the things I'm most thankful for is just My husband will joke that probably to a fault, sometimes it takes me a long time to make a decision. However, once I make a decision, I'm committed. And I think one of the best things about this is that it's a partnership. There are now four of us because Aaron, uh, Randy's son, Aaron McDonough joined us officially in August of 2021. And so there's four of us and each of us bring our own strengths and skill sets and passions, and that's what just makes it exciting. There are some pretty cool things that, that we're working on, in addition to all of the, the COVID-19 craziness thats that we're just getting used to it now, but we, uh, we've got some other new opportunities that we're looking forward to, and part of that always involves how do we continue to, to utilize our technicians, and especially individuals like Sarah, who have embraced opportunities to do more. And to be part of our growth and uh, providing a high quality care, and so I have no regrets. I think I just needed to be patient and wait for the right opportunity and the right situation, and uh, it's been good. I'm two years in now. I can't hardly believe it. Well, thanks for
1: sharing those insights. You know, I I think you touched on something that's so important related to timing, and that you know sometimes when it's a no. That's not a no forever. It could be a not yet, which it seems like, you know, that's kind of how it worked out for you. And then also the importance of partnerships and that different people, you know, we try to talk a lot about widening the path on this podcast and inclusion and so having different voices and perspectives around the table is so important. And, you know, I I have a sense of know some of your partners and, you know, really appreciate the perspective that they all bring. So that's a neat thing to share. And and just that it's been the right path for you and put your seatbelt on. You became an owner right before, a little bit before COVID, (laughs) but not much. And so, um, you know, what, what
0: an experience and adventure you've had these last couple of years absolutely yeah it's been I mean we've just continued to to pivot pivot and I always think of the friends episode where it's like pivot you know Ross and the the stairwell pivot (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh yeah with the (laughs) carrying the couch right (laughs) yeah oh my gosh that's what I feel like we're doing oh that yeah
1: that that is a good one and don't drop the couch (laughs) right don't drop the couch yeah you know as we were getting ready for today Sarah um you know I learned that you're also at checking technician for the technician final verification program, which again supports transforming pharmacy practice. So let's dig a little deeper on that one. Tell me more.
2: Yeah. So you can be certified as a filling technician and a checking technician. A checking technician can check the work of a filling technician on refills and stuff like that. And, or a like packaged medications by a robot, a checking technician can check those as well. So the idea behind that is when a patient comes in and needs a refill and they're waiting for it and your pharmacist is tied up with something else, a filling technician and or checking technician can refill that prescription and then a checking technician can then recheck that to make sure it was filled correctly for the right quantity for the right patient and then it can then Leave the pharmacy with that patient uh, without ever going through the pharmacist's hands. And I think that's a great addition to pharmacy because it's a refill. It's, I mean, the patient has already been on this medication as long as they don't have any new medications that they're getting at the same time where there would have to be, you know, counseling or drug interactions reviewed by pharmacists. It just cuts out a step. That could take an extra 10 minutes, depending on what our pharmacists are currently working on. And I think that just provides much better efficiency for our patients and gets them helped and out the door faster. So they don't, they're not waiting in the lobby, especially during these times when people are still worried about catching COVID and don't want to be in a crowded area with multiple people around them waiting for one pharmacist to check five different refills. And for me, in the long-term care pharmacy, uh, with all the med packaging that we do, we have a, a robot that puts medications into a pill pack, so it knows what it's putting in there, and it takes a picture of it, and if anything is wrong, it'll flag it, and me as a checking technician, I am then allowed to check those packets, see what's wrong, And then if the robot just thought maybe a pill wasn't there, but it was on its side and I can visually confirm that that pill is there, I'm allowed to then verify that that packet is okay or make the necessary changes to the packets and retake a picture of it so that the robot is happy. So things like that help a lot in both retail and long-term care pharmacy settings because I'm not bug in a pharmacist that's in the middle of something that they really have to do in order to check my 30 pills of lisinopril in this bottle yeah. <laughs> that I know is there. <laughs> so it just it's made things more efficient and speedier and I think we can just give patients better care in that way when we don't have to make them wait or pull a pharmacist away from something important just to have them go back and have to rethink their entire thought process on what they were just checking. So I I just think it's been very helpful. And I'm glad that I'm able to be a checking tech, because I trust my own instincts. And I trust my ability to physically see and match NDCs
0: and products and medications to where they're supposed to be. Sarah, I might just add something else. You know, your role as a checking technician, what it really allows our pharmacists to do is practice at the top of their game and maintain that level of clinical pharmacy. And, you know, we always say you can, you're kind of using two different sides of your brain when you're like, okay, right drug, now I need to look at the medication profile. And the role of a checking technician, this technician product verification does not excuse a pharmacist from still performing ongoing drug therapy reviews with every encounter and every opportunity. So especially if you think about a pharmacy in a more rural area or where there's only one pharmacist on staff at a time, if the technicians are allowed to work together to verify that the refills, and we can do new prescriptions also, that the right medication is filled, that allows that pharmacist to just focus solely on drug therapy. And with that, we're involved in a number of projects right now where we're doing surveys for social determinants of health to try to connect people in our community with social services that might be needed. We're doing immunization reviews. So it just allows the pharmacist the opportunity to have those conversations as well as reviewing their medication profile. And while the work of the product verification is is being delegated to individuals who have shown that they are very accurate. Exactly,
2: I mean, I just wanted to touch on the fact that I don't see exactly what they're doing all the time because I'm busy worrying about the product. <laughs>
1: Well, I think you both kind of explain in a bigger picture about why it's so important and the shifts, you know, for kind of in the transformation of pharmacy practice of how this is what that opens up for the pharmacist to really help. And Kelly, you mentioned social determinants of health, and we know that makes such a difference. Where if people don't have transportation or access to food, or you know, there's all these different things that can make a difference in their healthcare and in their compliance and adherence. And You know, I just want to reflect how far we've come as a profession. I listened last week to the Zellmer lecture that Rita Shane gave from ASHP, and she talked about her efforts in California to get Tech Check Tech passed. And how long that took, like years and years, which is what you talked about, the final verification program was kind of referred to in an earlier kind of iteration and all the research that needed to be done. And then in California, it was one of the first states to change the regs to allow it. And, you know, clearly that's happened more across the country. And so, you know, I also want to acknowledge the changes that we've had in the pharmacy practice acts to allow for some of these things. But really then, as you described, Kelly, for pharmacists to be able to practice at the top of their license and the things that they're trained to do in pharmacy school right now.
0: Absolutely, yeah. We are a part of so many projects, which I just had been talking to our clinical meeting. We have um, every other week we have clinical meetings with our pharmacist staff, and I said I just never in my wildest dreams imagined all these projects would come at the same time as like peak vaccination season. Yeah, <laughs> which makes it really exciting, I guess. But we have patients in there when they're getting their COVID boosters; they have to stay for fifteen minutes. It's a perfect opportunity to complete our EMTM cases. It's a perfect opportunity to do this social determinants of health survey. It's a perfect opportunity to screen them for metabolic disease and talk with them about diabetic prevention programs that are available. It makes sense. And so careful what you ask for because it all happens at the same time. But the other part of that is that it's allowed our pharmacy to continue to expand our clinical services and have that additional revenue coming into the pharmacy too, which is so important.
1: Yeah. Very, very important. I think the three of us could keep going, but um, our our time together is drawing to a close. And one of the things that I do in each of my Melissa Rx Scripts podcast conversations is I do ask the question, while I have you both, is there one prescription or life lesson that you'd like to share with others or comment on in the spirit of Melissa Rx Scripts?
0: And Kelly, do you want to go first? Sure. One of the things I think I've had to really learn over my life is just is, is to find balance. And I think that is not necessarily something, it's a marathon, not a sprint. It's not necessarily something that you achieve. I think I've just had to learn to be okay with myself and knowing that, all right, today I, I've i got to stay late at work because we've got this deadline. But you know what? Last Saturday with when Iowa was playing Penn State, I took the day off there was no work done that day. So I'm really working on trying to to find that balance. And that looks different for everyone. And I think just embracing that and supporting and getting back to the theme of Women Pharmacist Day, just being a support for all of our women colleagues in pharmacy, because it looks different for all of us. And the ways that we practice pharmacy is is similar between all of us, but the number of hours that we that we spend on it and integration into our practice, it's it's a little bit different, but everyone benefits, everyone has a role. So we just need to remember to be accepting of all that and, and patient with ourselves too. Love that. Everyone has a
1: role, be supportive of each other and accepting. So, so cool. And what about you, Sarah?
2: You know, mine kind of plays along the line of that, but I was going to say my parents did an amazing job at teaching me to earn what I get and what I have. So I've always kind of had a little motto of like, work hard while you can, because with balance, of course, Kelly, (laughs) but I want to be proud of myself at the end of everything. And I just, I know that the more that I achieve and the harder that I work while I can, the happier and more at peace I'm going to be when I can no longer work. And I I want to be proud of myself as long as I can (laughs) with what I do.
1: Oh, that is such a good one and such a beautiful sentiment to share from a certified pharmacy technician on National Pharmacy Technician Day. And my heart is just so full that I had the opportunity to talk with you both tonight, Kelly and Sarah. And I just want to say thank you for sharing your stories and your insights with me. And again, happy Pharmacy Technician Day. Happy Pharmacist Month. And this is the Melissa RxGrips podcast. And so I want to thank our listeners for being with us today. And I also want to give a special shout out to my producer, Kate Cruz with Executive Podcast Solutions, who helps make the magic happen. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you. Thanks for having us.